Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you say you want to make something happen, but in reality, you're avoiding the commitment? Does your fear of failure keep you from putting yourself out into the world? And what can we learn from the mighty honey badger about getting over our precious egos? In today's coaching call, I talk with someone who says their purpose in life is to be a life coach. However, when we look at his actions and his progress, we see that his fear of failing is what's keeping him stuck. So we explore a strange way to overcome this fear of failure, as well as what it takes to truly commit to the work. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. Where do we start? What would you, how would you like to start? Go ahead and and we'll start at the wide end of the funnel of what you got, what you're thinking about and what you're chewing on. It's all a trailhead. You know, where we go from there is another who knows where, but yeah, go ahead and start with what's got juice for you. Okay. All right. Um, Well, I would say the, um, the biggest issue that I, that I want to, that I, well, that I have been tackling or trying to tackle for years is to create a, a sustainable coaching business. Um, and, uh, I've been, I mean, I have been coaching since 2010, so it's been 12 years now. Um, I believe myself to be a really good coach. I don't doubt my, uh, my abilities as a coach. Uh, however, my, on the, the business and marketing side is the one that's, uh, you know, the side of it that's been lacking and that's, and that's an understatement. Um, and of course, on, on the one hand, on the, on the exterior, you could say that, uh, um, <clears throat> business and marketing doesn't come naturally to me. Uh, so it's a, so on, on the one hand, it's, uh, you know, a lack of business savvy and, uh, marketing techniques and all that stuff on the outside, but on the inside as well. Um, and I, I this may even be more important, I think more relevant. Um, it's that I've been, um, I've been really afraid to step out 
and get myself known as the authority I know I am when I'm coaching. You know, it's difficult for me to, it's been very difficult to, uh, to shine my light out there to people that I don't know yet, uh, you know, out of, in the public field, you know, to, to, uh, to let people know that this is what I do and this is what I love doing. And, and it's been a constant struggle. I mean, and that's why, I mean, I do coaching, but I still pay my rent with other things too. I'm, o- I'm also a photographer and, uh, an English teacher. Uh, so, and I mostly pay my bills at teaching English right now. Uh, but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's barely making a living. Uh, and I know that there's a lot more for me to contribute and to get paid for it as well. Uh, and the impact that I want to uh, create in the world, which is, you know, that's, that's really ultimately what I, what I want, but it's been very, I've been, I, I, would, I would say professionally shy, I guess you could call it. Okay. I want to name that this conversation isn't going to be about coaching or a coaching business per se, because I've had versions of this conversation with people that are in the corporate world or in an entrepreneurial setup or whatever it is. And I love that you've got the awareness to get through that first layer, which is I just need better information or better tactics or better strategies. There's usually the the first layer, which is, oh, I'm lacking those things. So I love that you are getting through that because that's that's a trap, which is, oh, the, just the next strategy or the next yeah. big idea, the next book is going to be the thing that, that helps me bust through this thing. So you've got this awareness that what is holding you back from having the livelihood that you want to have, which is coaching, which is supported by coaching, is this fear of stepping out and shining your light, as you said, and letting right. people know that this is what you do. Is that right? Mm, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And I want to name again that I see this in people that hide out in roles within organizations. They, they are good at playing a role. This is where I fit in. I'm, I'm Batman to, or excuse me, I'm Robin to bat, somebody else's Batman or I'm, I, I can, I, I just, I'm good at flying underneath somebody else's brand. Mm. Um, I'm good at flying underneath somebody else's uh, intellectual property. I identify myself as this type of person instead of really owning what they bring to the world, whatever it is right. in, in any context there. So I just want to name that this is a, a really big thing that we, we go through from like kind of who am I really? We go from who am I? Well, I'm a coach or I'm right. a CEO or I'm a whatever to, oh, I'm I'm this. This is what I'm bringing to the world. Right, right. Okay. And even as I say that, there's like a kind of a feeling. Oh, right. wow. So for you, what is that? Who am I? When we describe this idea of you stepping out and shining your light and letting people, letting the world know what you really do, what happens for you? Uh, I think it has to do with identity. And, and this, that's something that I've become aware of recently, where intellectually, I suppose, I've seen myself as, yes, I mean, I know I'm a coach. I want to do this work. I mean, I've been doing it, but I, I, there's so much more that I can do with it. But the way that I have seen myself in the issue is like, it's all one, it's all like out in the future. It's difficult for me to, to have to, to bring that vision and actually define define it clearly. That's one thing I haven't been able to do that, and also bring it into the fr- into the present. Like, hey, th- like I'm the one who's doing it, not the one who's gonna do it. 
And uh, so it's, I think it's a matter of how I see myself in front of the whole uh, task or in front of the whole mission, let's say, because I feel like that's, it's my life mission. I mean, I, I do help people with life purpose and I'm great at doing that, but, and I know what my life purpose is, but uh, it's, it's, of course, it's been difficult for me to, to, to actually put it in gear. So I think it's a matter of how I've seen myself uh, in front of this purpose that I know is mine. Like I, it's been difficult for me to, to join that and who I am as one. Okay. If I could put it that way. Uh, and therefore it's, you know, I, if I'm being something other than that guy who wields that purpose, then it's really, it's really, it's a struggle to then get there, you know, because I'm not being that guy. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Let me see. Let me just try this on. And I want you to correct me here. So when you imagine who you could be, there's a, and I'm a, you got to correct me. The, the vision that you have is that you are a coach who is able to essentially, you know, live off of your coaching. Right. And have the lifestyle that you want to have based on your income as a coach. Right. And you see, you can maybe even imagine what he would be doing on a, he would actually be doing on a daily and weekly basis in order to have that business for himself. Right. And then when you look at what you're doing on a daily and weekly basis, now there's a gap. You don't see yourself right. doing those things. But exactly. deeper than that, it's he's not who I am fundamentally, or there's an identity. He's he's not me, is what I'm hearing. Right. Is that right? right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What's different about him in that the future version of you than the than today's version? Um, well, I think fundamentally two things. One, he's got the vision clear, like he's defined very clearly what he's, you know, where he, what he's going into or where he's coming from as Rich, as Rich Litvin says, you know, a goal is a place to come from, not to get to. So he's got that goal to come from, um, very clear. And he's got the discipline to, uh, regardless of any mental bullshit that comes up, he just does it. What about the mental bullshit? Um, well, current patterns, current habits, current uh, thought patterns. Uh, oh, shit, this is too difficult, or I don't know how to do that, and then I get stuck, or, you know, self-criticism. So basically, you know, limiting beliefs. Does he have those? Does the future version no. have those? Or Oh, no, I'm the one who has them instead of, like, acting even, you know, despite having them, doing it. Okay, so even future version of you, this idealized version, he would have those experiences, but he does it anyway? Or are you saying that he's overcome them and he doesn't have them anymore? Uh, it, well, I'm thinking he probably has them, but he doesn't care about them. He, he doesn't pay attention them. to them. He, he pays more attention to his vision and his, and, and therefore he's, he's disciplined, whether okay. he has these things or not. Okay. Right. Because, of course, it's a, it's a never-ending journey. I mean, we all grow, and we, we never get rid of that stuff fully. We, we just have to do it with it, you know, next, you know, hand-in-hand hand with it. Okay. So this, let's, and we might add to this, but so far, this idealized version of you who's been able to make this thing happen, he's got a clear vision, he's got a clear goal, he's got discipline, and then when it comes to his doubts and resistance, he overcomes it. He does something to overcome it. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, despite having these thoughts or whatever, or the past of, you know, the guy he used to be, which is would, would be who I am now. 
uh, he just he just goes through it. He just does it. Okay. Um, yeah. What did he learn? What did he have to learn to get there? <sighs> Ironically, it's something that I do remind my coaches of, which is um, <clears throat> that motivation is not a, re a, re a requirement. It's a reward. Motivation doesn't happen to start. It happens to continue once you've started when you're not motivated. Um, and, uh, of course, it's more difficult for me to put it into practice and to actually remind somebody of, someone of it, of course. So um, so that's I think that's a big issue of uh, one, you know, whether whether I'm motivated to do it or not, I'm just going to do it because that's what's there to do today. Uh, and also, uh, he's got a more organized mind, whereas sometimes I find myself like a scatterbrain where I have these things to do today, but it's difficult for me to prioritize or rather I do know what's more important, but it's, I think, well, I have enough time today. I'll do it in a little while. And then I just end up either not doing it or leaving it for later when I, you know, when I'm spent in terms of energy or time. Let's pause here. You just named a big component of this, which is your current system tolerates this pattern. Yeah. Right, right. It's allowed. Yes. So growing, meaning that growing this practice is in the is in the would be nice to have category right right as much as we say it's my purpose and it's the thing i'm here to do it's really when it comes down to it when we look at our actions it's in the that would be nice to have right right which can be tough to look at well then there, when right. there's a gap between what we say is important and then eh, i i every day i kick the can down the road Right, right. So the system, the, why I bring this up is the system allows it. And yeah. I like to say that we will dick around to the to the extent that our system allows us, allows us to dick around. Right, yeah, yeah. Dicking around is allowed. It's allowed, so we'll do it. Right, right. It also has me curious, um, if we were to look at commitments here, that's a scary word sometimes, commitment. Yeah. I could say that I'm committed to this vision. I could say I'm committed to this goal. But if we were to look at my actions, or look at your actions, what would your actions show us your commitment to be? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, what you're saying reminds me of uh, commitment versus interest, being committed versus being interested. And so I say that I'm committed to it, but I'm really interested in, in practical terms in what I do. You know, as you said, my, what my actions reveal. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, with what you said, I just realized that um, I haven't I mean, I, I, I want to commit and I keep, as I said earlier, this keeps it in the future. It doesn't bring it to the present. And so, of course, the futures it, it never happens. <laughs> the future never will never exist. Right. Yeah. So, of course. And as you said, Commitment is scary, and it implies, of course, changing patterns, changing behaviors more than anything. 
but I, I realized that I'm more in a space of interested is, you know, like you said, a nice to have rather than fucking committed to like, Hey, I'm, I, this is fun. This is going to happen no matter what. I mean, that sounds good. That's usually how we think about commitment as if it's a, and sometimes we can just flip a switch. But I like to consider that you're already committed to something else. Right. Right. The actions reveal to us that we have a prior commitment. So it'd be nice to be committed to this other thing, but let's be honest. What am I currently committed to? And we're not, there's no need to judge it, but I think it's helpful to understand what that commitment is because as long as we don't understand that commitment, it keeps the foot on the brake. Right. Yes. And even if we were to say, you know what, I went and did that weekend workshop and I'm really clear now and I've got all this going on and I'm fully committed. And then three months later, we're off the road again. If we don't acknowledge this other commitment and we don't work with it. We don't, right. we don't, we, we've got to be an ally to it in some way. We've got to understand it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to, we don't need to give it the wheel. We don't give it that it doesn't need to dominate everything, but we do need to understand it. And so if there, what is this current commitment that we have, that you have? To a large degree, there's avoidance of what I really, really want uh, professionally uh i mean even though i do love what i do but i know it's not my the ultimate that i want to do but it yeah it's a it's a commitment to my current patterns it's a commitment to the comfort of those patterns and not approaching the discomfort and fear of facing and you know going in getting actually getting into the actions and motions of uh of what will bring me that you know what would will merge who I am now with the guy that I've been wanting to be and having what I've been wanting to have. Great. This is helpful. Let's, let's use an example here. It's no secret what causes weight loss. It's not that hard. Right. And yet people really struggle with weight loss for many, many reasons. And a lot of times we said, well, I need better information. I need the hack or the diet or the whatever. But most of us are afraid to get on that path to lose weight because for many, it's, I'm going to be in a state of deprivation. The process is going to be really painful. Right. I want the outcome. Of course I want the outcome. I want to look great for the wedding or for, you know, for spring break or whatever it is. But the process, the way that I'm viewing this process is it's going to be too painful. That's number one. That's one of the things that we can be scared of. Right. And so, of course, I'm going to keep a foot on the brake because the process is going to be a gigantic pain in the ass or it's going to be really scary. So let's draw out to this part, to this part of you that has a foot on the brake. What is there? What are we really afraid of about the about the process without editing it? I suppose it's it's an avoidance of the discomfort. And I think that discomfort represents it could be um, fear of humiliation. It could be fear of frustration. Uh, it could be avoidance of the of a sense of futility, a feeling of futility. Like I've, I've actually, this is pretty strong here. Doing something, you know, putting an effort, making an effort to to create something, to to do something, and then having it not work out. That's really frustrating for me. 
Um, and of course, intellectually, I know that the way to work through that is to work through that. Uh, but I find myself a lot of times um, not approaching it because there's this underlying feeling that it's going to fail. And so that it, just trying to avoid that uh, possibility of failure, of that feeling of failure and futility, like shit, man, I put in so many hours into this. I've, uh, I've, you know, I've put in so much passion into this. And then like, for example, uh, I had, I, I was going to do a workshop uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was doing the, uh, the promotions and all that, you know, the, the marketing and all that and nobody showed up, nobody signed up. So it didn't happen, you know, an online workshop. And so, and as, it's not the first time that that has happened. And so it's, it's like, fuck, man, I, I want to do a workshop. I really want to do this workshop. I think I've designed it and all. And I've, I've given it before. People have come, uh, come to it. But it's like, fuck, man, zero people again. I mean, I'm going to end up doing something else that day once again. It's like, fuck, I might as just as well just, just jerk off and do something else. You know, it's like, whatever, I'll do whatever else. I'll, I'll have something to show for it instead of this. Yeah. Um, so it's like an avoidance of that. A uh, pattern of uh, feeling failed and feeling futility, um, and therefore I find it really difficult to then hunker down and say it doesn't matter, man. I'm just gonna fucking try it again. You know, I, I heard the frustration of working really hard at something. You know, putting in the work. Right. The work itself can be uncomfortable. I'm right. sacrificing time and energy to put into this instead of something else that I might enjoy more. Right. And then it doesn't work out. And there's a, there's that disappointment of that. Right. The scenario you just described is something I've experienced too. And it fucking hurts. It does. That's a different than yeah. the frustration of it. There's a, there's this button there and it's so hard not to hit. Oh, this is personal. Like this is, yeah. a, this is, this hits this button of I'm not wanted. I'm not valuable. What's your version? What's the what's that button that could get hurt there? That gets hit if nobody shows up, nobody's interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's existential frustration. I would call it. You know, it's it's deep. It's deeply hurtful. It's it's pain that goes right to my core. Actually, I mean, it it, it, hurt, it hurts me at the at I think the deep, the deepest level that I've been hurt. Uh, because of course it. Intellectually, I know it's not this way, but what I feel is like I'm broken. I'm beyond repair, you know? Um, and uh, so what the fuck am I doing in this world? I, you know, I was born in the wrong place or in the wrong century or whatever, right? Um, and um, uh, so it's really like if I approach this, the deepest part of me will be seriously pain, in pain, yeah. right? Um, and, and that it's been like that for 12 years now, uh, since I've been doing coaching. Um, and so I've been, I have been doing it, but it's just like, every time it's like, a, I'm approaching that big possibility where I'm going to get an arrow right in my heart, like right where it really hurts the most of who I am and why I'm here in the first place. Um, and therefore, of course, I want to, you know, a part of me wants to avoid that pain. It's like, fuck, you know, like, forget it. It'd just be something else. Do, do something else. Don't, don't go there. Um, but I know that that's where the gold is, but so, but, and then, and that's where my struggle is. Right. So this makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it it's makes not a lot superficial. Of sense. Yeah, it's not a superficial thing. It's like if 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 I fail here, I fail as a human, as as a sentient being, as as a soul. You know, as who I am. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that oh, geez, I don't know why I can't get out of my own way and build this ideal coaching practice or this ideal business, whatever somebody else might be doing. Because on one level, there's just a lot of work and that's a pain in the ass. Right. There's the, I might be frustrated if I put a lot of effort into something that doesn't work out. But then underneath all of that is this is a reflection of me. I am vulnerable. Right. And it's one thing if like, oh, I'm getting into real estate and they don't like the house that I did or, you know, it's like this, this kind of thing out there, but this is no, wait a second. This is what I stand for in my lifetime. I feel called to do this and I'm getting this big fat no from the world. Right. Right. And so it's an arrow right in the heart. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. Let's do that. I want you to, you're open to this. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. I want you to imagine that arrow hitting your heart. And I want you to feel that. All right. Feelings familiar. Oh, this isn't failure. This is deeper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not that this thing failed. This is that I failed. Yeah, <clears throat> this is the thing we can't be with, right? Like, and just not one—not just once, but just say, like, it's happened again and again, like right. far. Yeah, this confirmation that what is it for you? Well, like a big one for me is I'm not wanted. What's a big one for you? Right. Um, for me, I think is that I'm. What's the word? Irrelevant, inconsequential. Okay. Yeah, like I'm here, but I'm not. You know, like the world is not any better or any worse for it. Hmm. You know, like I'm I'm the worst for it, but it's, nothing's happening out there. Like I'm not, I was put here to sow some seeds to create something, but that is not being seen out there. So okay. I'm irrelevant. I'm inconsequential. And I'm just swinging against the tide. I mean, I'm, I'm moving I'm swimming. I'm I'm exerting action. I'm you know I'm using energy and time. To a certain degree, I could be using more, of course, but uh, but that time and that energy that I'm putting into this is it's just resulting in me being worn off, and that's the only result that I'm seeing. Instead of you know people benefiting from it, which is ultimately what I want. Okay. So it's like, well, fuck it. Let's, I, I might as well just drown. Mm-hmm. Is that what it feels like drowning? Um, I suppose. Okay. I'm not being fond of, I'm not very fond of being in water. So I suppose it is a good metaphor for me. This might sound crazy. What if you were really good at drowning? At drowning? I might be already. <laughs> what if you knew you were really good at it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure that I am. I mean, I'm much better at drowning than at uh, swimming to the shore that I want to get to, that's for sure, if you put it that way. The point I want to make here is that this isn't really fun stuff, okay? Yeah. 
But when we know that we can take this arrow and get back up again, or that we can drown and find ourselves on the beach again. I don't know if it makes it any more fun, but it, it, it doesn't have as much power. So if I'm looking at my path ahead and it's like, I can't, I'll drown if I go there. Right. On one level, it's like, well, yeah, well, then don't go. And on another level, like, okay, I'm good at drowning. Right. I can handle this. Mm. One of my coaches, Phil Stutz, has a, a tool called the tower, and it's essentially where we practice dying. He says, only the dead survive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge fan. Like it still gives me the creeps. This one because it's <laughs> when you when you do get in touch with this, you you do get in touch with death. It's spooky to me. I, I don't do it like a yeah tough guy thing. It's it's spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's an element of this of okay, what if I was good at dying over and over again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if if I'm good at dying, that means that I'm good at resurrecting. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Because I've if I've drowned before, and I'm still here. I'm still here. I come back somehow. You ever watch those honey badger videos? Who? Honey badger. Are you familiar with the honey uh, badger? This animal? Uh, uh, not really. No. Okay, you're in for a treat, my friend. Okay. There. <laughs> This is a creature called a honey badger, and it's arguably the most, I don't even know how to describe this thing. I'm fascinated with honey badgers. Okay. But a honey badger can fight venomous snakes and get bitten, and they essentially die. The honey badger dies. Stiff, everything, just out. And then come back to life however many minutes later. <clears throat> and eat the remnants of the snake that it had mortally wounded. They fight off lions. They run underneath a line and bite it in the nuts. And <laughs> lions are terrified of them. I mean, this, this is not a very big animal. Right. Yeah, badgers are not big. They're not afraid of dying. Like, mortality is not on their, their list. They don't, they don't seem to be really worried about that. <laughs> they just go for the lion's balls. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you go underneath the line and you bite them in the balls kind of thing. <laughs> But it's also you you go right at the snake and because I can die and I'll come back. Right, right. And I'm blown away when I watch this. I have a healthy respect for mortality. But there it's starting to realize that what what is a real death and what's not here, what feels like a death and what's not is is the difference. Right, of course. So if it feels like death, if it feels like drowning. Again, what if you, like you said, what if I could get good at resurrecting? Not today, but that could be something that I work at. Yeah, actually, I mean, comes to mind. Um, in the resurrection process of, you know, like I said, in some practical terms, that would be, for example, launching, an, launching a, a workshop or, you know, offering coaching services or whatever that may be. Um, it could be like... Uh, all right, so 
I'm being reborn basically. So basically meaning like, let's, let's go for the marketing and bit and then, you know, advertising of this thing. Uh, and, uh, basically assuming that I'm going to drown in the end of it anyways. So might as well give it my best swim. Right. So let's say, let's see how much, how much I can do for zero participants <laughs> to come in, to show up. Or what if you got a hundred and they all wanted their money back? Right. <laughs> Actually, that kind of sounds even worse. Yeah. Like that's really it, right? It's one thing if they just didn't, nobody knew that this tree fell in the forest. Right. Right. But it's another if they're like, actually, I did your thing and it sucked so bad. Right. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> I want my money back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ow. Right. There's the, okay, the venom. There's the venom, right? Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. It's like, fuck, man, I've already spent part of that. How can I give it all back, right? <laughs> and right. like, yeah, and then, yeah, and, and my work sucked. They didn't like it. Okay, so let's die. Let's let's imagine dying in that moment. Let's go to that that place. And the emails are coming in that morning. All right. This is terrible. I want my money back. Oh, geez. Okay. One out of a hundred. That's not bad. And then by noon, you've got 75 out of a hundred. Let's just imagine this is going <laughs> Right. Right. right? <laughs> failure piling up. Failure. And not just failure, but these arrows, they're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So let's watch this guy die. What happens? Hmm. See it. I guess there's okay. For, of course, it, it goes in steps, right? First is the shock. Then you know there's a deepening of the uh, frustration and a deepening of that existential uh, wrongness or pain, right? Like shit, man, I fucked up again, and or whatever, it didn't work again. Um, but then at some point, deep, you know, deep enough, there's a turnaround. It's like going into the black hole that we're so afraid to go into because we don't know what's, you know, we, we assume that death is on the other end. And then, of course, you go, you jump into the event horizon, black hole swallows you. And of course, something happens on the other side. And it's not death. It's not final. It's, yeah, it's a transformation of being. It's a transformation of the way that I, yeah. Because well, once you go through that black hole, once, once it goes like that, that existential angst, you know, from the 75 emails saying you suck and this sucked and I want my money back and fuck off. Uh, you're a fraud or whatever. Then... A light is on the other side of that. A power is on the other side of that because I'm still aware. I still exist. And I, in a way, it doesn't really matter, but rather what matters is, okay, now I have the situation that I have to deal with. I owe these people something. So basically there's commitment beyond myself that it, that creates, you know, these these uh, emails creates a commitment to them, not just a commitment to myself. And I think that gives me power. Like I have to do something for them. 
I have to rectify whatever I did, I did that, that, that was, you know, that they feel is, is bad, is wrong to them. And so I think like, <clears throat> I feel like there's a stripping away of that fear. I mean, it, in essence, what fear is, is just that it's, it's our own power being usurped by an idea. And then once that idea is gone, the power is back. Um, and I think that, well, you know, if I get deep enough into that fear, if I actually allow myself or in a case like this, you know, those 75 emails, there's no choice. I mean, they, they, <laughs> it's like 75 punches, you know, you, you are, I am in the ground. <laughs> I'm on the ground right now. You know, I have no choice. There's like this, uh, you know, like, like, like the honey badger, you know, it's like, all right, the poison bit me. I'm, I'm motionless, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to eat that snake. I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes to rectify this. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll find a way to, to, to make it up to these people that are complaining about my work. And it's, I think it's, it look, it, an opportunity opens up to create something really awesome with these 75 people. I mean, to use this, this is an example, of course. So basically it's, it's weird, man, because I, I, I'm a mountaineer. I guide people here up to the highest volcanoes in Mexico, in Mexico. All right. I guide people. I'm a mountain guide. And just yesterday I was helping out with a group and um, I'm not afraid <clears throat> of facing these 17,000 foot monsters. Uh, and I take people up there and I help people up those things. And, you know, and I help people through their fears of climbing them. It, it, so when it comes to physical challenges, I'm all for it. I'm a Spartan racer. I mean, I do all kinds of shit and I'm 49. I mean, I'm not 25 anymore. And I do all this kind of shit and I love it. Um, and I take people that are, you know, half my age, literally to these, uh, mountains where they're, they're afraid. I'm, and I'm carrying their backpack literally cause they can't do it. But when it comes to fate, so, so I fate, I can face death physically and I don't give a shit, <laughs> but when it comes to facing death mentally, I'm scared. Of, yeah. I'm fucking scared of it. Yeah. You know? Uh, it feels more real than the actual physical danger that I face in these, uh, up in these volcanoes. People who know me find it strange for me to say, you know, when I, when I, you know, if, if I tell anybody, like anybody that knows me well, they're like, dude, but you, I mean, you, you climb these fucking volcanoes, <laughs> you know? And uh, how, how is it that you're, that, that you have so much trouble with your, you know, with your business? Um, and so, going into this reflection that you're proposing it's like i i don't see i don't see the like the, the me who climbed the you know volcano climber i don't see that guy i don't see myself as having that same power as the guy who has that same power in his professional life even though it's the same person it's me right let's talk about what's different you know i've worked with military guys special operators, they'd rather go on deployment. They'd rather go clear a room in Afghanistan than have a conversation with their wives around a tough topic. And they're baffled. Why, why is that more? Why? It doesn't make sense. Right. Why would I put myself in mortal danger 
instead of be in this place that's really, really uncomfortable. Right. And if we just zoom out, it's it's it it it's quite clear we don't have a skill set there. We don't have practice, we don't have training. Right. And we're not familiar there. Right. And there's an element of death. Right. Okay. From which there's no resurrection. <laughs> right. If we've forgotten, right? As death. Right. As death shows us. It's, it's a final, final death. Yeah. It's final. It's a final right. death. So it makes a lot of sense. And so I want to come back to something you said because I want to I want to get back to this place. Okay. You go through the debt, the death. There's a light. There's something on the other side. It's not final. We do find ourselves getting back up after taking those arrows. And there were a few things that I noticed that you shifted. If you go back and listen to this, was that it stopped being personal you shifted your attention to what would serve them. You didn't use that, but you were like, I'm going to make this right. I'm going to, what would serve them? Right. Yep. Now there's a shadow there, which is I'm going to get really, I'm going to show them. I'm going to make it about me again by getting really good at this thing. But really, if we, if we could start to relax that any of this shit is personal, that any of this is about you or it's about me, then there's something bigger that can come through us. Right. When my toilet is backed up, I don't want my plumber going through some existential crisis to snake my shitter. Mm. I need him to just come in and snake the shitter. It's not personal. I don't give a fuck what he did in his twenties or what you know what he did, what his dad thinks of him or whatever. Just come help me out. Right. It's not personal. Right. Our work, all of our work, can be that way. And it gets really sticky when we are making it personal. Now, I can't flip a switch and say it's not, okay? But if it's around this stuff where it feels like death is going to happen, right? that we get really wrapped around it. So if we can relax the threat that this is really about me and me dying, then I can shift into what would really serve them and I can develop that skill set. I can get really fucking good at paying attention to what would make a difference in this person's life. Number one, what would really make a difference? Not what am I called to do? And, and I've got all my language that I do. No, I get really good at understanding what would make a difference. Right. Even if I work on a team in an organization, am I just a guy that's in the room or am I a guy that really moves the needle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do others know how I move the needle or are they just afraid of me because somehow I'm there longer than everybody else? If I don't really get how I help move the needle, I really don't get what the difference is that I make, then it is going to, I'm going to be in a perpetual state of insecurity. Right. When you're on the mountain, you're really clear about the difference you make. Those people are fucked without you. Right. It's clear. Zero doubt. And it's not about your upbringing and who you are to the personality, they need you to help them go up and they really need you to help them come back down. Right. You're clear of that. You've also practiced that. You have a ton of skill. You have a ton of expertise. You know what to do. That's where the confidence comes from. Right, right, exactly. Okay. So I want you to see where you are in this process that you have learned a skill 
still an opportunity to, to really understand the difference you're making there. And then to add on top of that is to learn how to communicate that, tell that story out in the world so that under others understand it. And this is where a lot of us follow. We really just suck at this, which is really understanding, okay, what difference do I make? And do others understand that difference? Do others understand the difference I, that I make? Is it obvious to them? Because when it's obvious, people are like, you got to go see this, this guy. Let me give you his number. Get on his wait list. Like right. he makes a real difference. If that's not known, you can be amazing at what you do. But again, you're just another tree falling in the forest. Nobody hears you. Right. So we're back to training. We're back to your skill. We're back to the difference that you make. We're back to then communicating it and understanding that your community understands that difference that you make. Mm -hmm. And there's an art to that. That is a lifelong path. Both of those things. They, they're not set and forget it. It's not marketing, quote unquote. It's you really owning your, this path, but it's in relationship with your world. Right, right. And as long as we make it personal, we will hesitate to get on that because it looks like death and you will die over and over again on that path. Right. This is why people will have a nine to five job and do the same shit every day under fluorescent lights for their whole life so they can avoid this. And I'm okay with that. That's not a dig. That's like, I get it. Some, some of us just don't have, we don't have space for it. So I want to point out here that there's some boxes here, some places for you to strengthen, and you can look at how you've done that in other areas of your life where things seem rather ease, ease. There's ease there for you. There's, there's a flow that happens there for you. Well, you, you didn't start out that way. You established these things. Right, right. And I want to propose that, that this can happen here as well. It's not magic. It takes work. And it will, it will require that part of you to go, hold on, I think I'll die if I go in that direction. And you're like, okay, we're going to watch, we're going to watch some Honey Badger YouTube videos and then we're going to get back on the back in here. <laughs> yeah, I want to see them bite, bite that lion's balls. That, that's probably awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, it's having the willingness to, uh, to die regardless of what's going to happen after that. The reason why I brought the other stuff up is because I've watched people that are good at dying. You know, they're good at like throwing themselves in there, but they're also, they're, they're morons about the other stuff. They never put the pieces together to say, well, just because you're good at dying doesn't mean people understand why they would hire you right? or why they would want you to be on the team that they're putting together for this special, you know, this cool project. There's, there's other pieces that are at play here. So some of us tend to favor one side of the, the coin or the other, like, well, we like the existential personal interior growth part, but then we suck at being out in the world right? and communicating what we do in the world and that kind of thing. And this is a both and this is both sides of the, the coin. So I want to begin to wrap this up. Yep. We zoom out. We started out with, here's this ideal world. That you're moving, that you're moving in. There's this ideal version of you that has created it. And he's got some skills or he's got something that your current version of you doesn't have. Right. We talked about how he's got a clear vision. He's got a discipline. He's able to overcome his doubts and his resistance. We talked about how the thing that he would have to overcome is this, the discomfort that comes from working hard. The right. dealing with the risk 
and the uncertainty of putting in a lot of work and it not, you know, not happening, there's a failure, but then there's that self-image piece or that personal piece, which is, oh, I'm irrelevant. I, I don't have, right. I'm inconsequential. I don't, I don't have anything of meaning here. I'm invisible. Right. I'm meaningless. Right. All right. We talked about how on that personal level, we could learn to challenge what feels like a death or feels like a, there's a finality to that death, that ego hit. And then from there, recognizing that, hey, wait a second, this is actually spotlighting skills to develop. This is where I could get better at serving or connecting or communicating the difference that I make or whatever it is. But there's a curiosity instead of the defensiveness of myself, defending myself against this discomfort and uncertainty and possibility of rejection. Right. Now I can get curious. What is it that I can learn? What is it that I could lean into? Mm -hmm. And so instead of waiting for this very clear vision and goal, instead of waiting for this discipline to arrive, instead of waiting for, you know, this ability to overcome all these doubts and experience, like the, whatever the future guy has done, we could start to lean into that today. You can start to just apply that more and more. Right, right. A big thing we talked about is that your current system allows you to dick around though. Right. <laughs> There's nothing in place to keep you moving forward, to ensure that you lean in, that you have discipline, et cetera. Right. You're allowed to essentially slide backwards if you, if you want to. Right, right. Okay. There's a few things that we highlighted here. Your coach, what would you recommend for somebody like you in this scenario? <laughs> well, I like the piece that you said, don't defend myself from the discomfort. So one thing would be to be willing to go into that discomfort um, knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable anyway, and that's fine. You know that, and and I ultimately, I intellectually, I know that doesn't that doesn't say anything about who I am, but that's the way it feels, <clears throat> right? Subconscious doesn't give a shit. But I, I, yeah, one thing is is to be willing to approach that discomfort, and and, and I know when it happens. I mean, I know when I'm avoiding it, uh, you know, I, avoiding that discomfort, I, or I'm I'm pretty good at catching myself, but I just ignore it a lot of times. So it's a matter of redirecting what I'm actually doing when the time, when, when the time comes to, to do what I need to do. Sounds like you would have done this already though. Well, yes, but I mean, it's, it's like, instead of continuing uh, to pay attention to the distraction, to actually make the choice at that moment to start doing something else, to start, uh, get, get my body into the action that I know that I need to take. All right. I'm going to create a mental, like a, just an exercise here for you, because what I want right. to do is help you start to identify another gear that you have. Imagine you were being paid $5 million to do this thing. Would you depend on willpower or would you bring in other resources? Would you essentially create a structure that mm. made failing impossible? I want you to see that there's a way to look at this where it's like, you know what, if I'm really in, I'm going to make it so damn hard for me to backslide 
I'm going to create a structure where following through is the easiest thing to do. It's my job. I'm getting paid millions of dollars to do this. And in reality, you could be. Like if we talk about the years to come of you being on this profession, there's right. millions of dollars at stake here. You could earn millions over the course of years doing this. So you're gonna, we can treat it like a hobbyist and be like, yeah, I think I'll you know, just kind of work harder at this thing. And I want you to see this other gear, which is I am a professional. I treat this as a professional. And so what would I put in place to ensure that this is done professionally? I don't know the answer for you there, but my right. guess is it yeah. wouldn't be the, yeah, we'll just kind of give it our best shot every day. But one thing that comes to mind is actually uh, making a, a commitment with somebody else, not just a commitment with myself. I'm just not sure what that commitment would be and with whom. But it, it, that's what rings in that regard, making some kind of public commitment with someone else. Okay. Right. If your system allows you to dick around, we want to disrupt that system. We also want to find the sweet spot where you're not overwhelmed because that's where a big part of us like, whoa, I don't think I can do that. Is this is going to mean I don't have any fun anymore? It's going to, no, no, no. It just means you're not allowed to, if you say you're going to do this one thing every day, you do that one thing every day. It just gets done. There's not a hemming and hawing or, right. boy, I got to really right. jack myself up in order to do this thing. It just gets done. I said I was going to do it. It gets done. Now I trust myself. I'm in integrity. That feels good. What's the next thing I could do? I'm building momentum. Right. Hey, I'm starting to see progress. I'm getting good at this. Look at this. I'm getting clarity. Look at this. I'm building discipline. Right. Look at this. I'm overcoming my doubts because I actually see myself doing this thing. So I would have you disrupt your system, whatever it is that allows you to operate on your own and bullshit yourself. Right. Get out of good intentions and get into this is happening. Right. So that's an, that's an example out here. If I was investing millions of dollars in somebody, I would not want willpower to be the thing that I'm depending on to get my money back. I want to hear how right. they are setting up a system that this just happens. Yeah, that sounds good. And I'm thinking of a, a couple of things that, that I could put into place to start with, at least. A lot of times, a lot of us just have to snap out of that. I'm going to use an amateur mindset. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's a thing like, I'll get around to it. I'll fit it in. It's, it's vague. I get, I always have a way out. Versus uh, if this was my gig, if this is my job right. and I was inspired because I'm, uh, there's a big payoff. There's something I really want here. And it's my job. People are dependent on me to do this. There's another gear that just gets, we just bop, boom, right, right into this other gear and shit gets done. It's not personal. And if you can imagine, well, if I was in that place, then I would do X and Y and Z and boom, boom, boom. And I'd be reaching out and I'd have knees and I'd get this done and we'd have clarity about ABC and then I'd report back and I'd get the, you know, it's just like you'd be right. in that flow and it's just like, shit, man, this train is moving yeah. down the tracks. So it's about constancy, really, about continuing to do it day by day by day, no matter what, regardless of how I feel before I start. Now, this is good, man. This is very helpful. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting some ideas that I, yeah, that I can start putting in place right away. Anything you're taking away 
you know, if we zoom out and start to look at what may might be possible here, if you stay on the same track, you don't change anything about your system, your thinking versus what's possible if we disrupt the system that you have and, and how you're allowed to essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I do yeah, yeah. betray yourself. Um, well, one thing, actually, one thing that I see that's important is that I, I realize that, uh, on the road between where I am now and that guy that I want to be, I don't have to become that guy right away. And it's, I won't, I mean, I, I have to expect that I won't, uh, and that it, it's a process. It's a, you know, it's a process that will take time and it will take as, as much time as I, uh, I suppose it's what inversely proportional to the, uh, to the effort that I put in every day and constancy is really important. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, as you said, stop digging around and just not, not allow myself to dig around and, um, stop tolerating the effects of digging around. It's like, if I really want this, I really have to hunker down and actually do it. And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, so the change doesn't have to be so extreme that, that I'm in the freak out zone. But rather, it's stepping out of the comfort zone constantly, and setting some some. Uh, it's like putting a stake in the ground as a reference, and then following that stake. Don't don't you know? Don't back away from it. Like this is this is a point where I need to be every day. This is what I need to do every day, no matter what. Um, and it's and actually something that I don't do is to celebrate what I've actually done. To, to become aware of the things that I actually do achieve, which, I mean, it, it's, it really does help uh, to see that because I do, I do great stuff. I do do great stuff. Uh, and, yeah. um, and I'm the first one to forget it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I got a lot to think about, a lot of, a lot to write down. So yeah, I, I gotta look, you know, I gotta brain dump all this stuff now. <laughs> okay. So I want to throw something out there for you after your brain dump. If you want to create an agreement with me to do a thing to whatever that is, just to kind of kick usually that first, you know, starting a bike is pretty hard. It's a lot harder than just riding the bike. Yeah. So if there's something, an agreement you'd like to create with me and I can hold you accountable to that, let me know. Send me an email. All right. I will. I will. Okay, brother. I'll, I'll brain dump. And then after that, I'll choose what it is and I'll, I'll email you. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you so much, man. You really, I really appreciate where we went today. I, I never know where these conversations are going to go, which makes them so fun for me. And I really appreciate you, you going where we went. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And, and thank you as well. This is, this is really cool. Um, and it's, it's great to see you face to face. I've been listening to your voice for so many years, listening to the podcast. And so it's, it's fun. It's great to finally interact with you and, and thank you for, for the help. It's, it's, it, this, this has been really insightful, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right, brother. Thank you so much. And go watch All some right. honey badger videos, man. I, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm going to look them up too. <laughs> All right. True. All right. Much love, man. Thanks Bye-bye. so much, bro. Okay. Bye-bye. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.